Thanks, Spartan Dog 97. When I'm not pissing in Jake Gyllenhaal's gas tank, I'm Spartan Dog 97. I'm leading off the show once again, not because Lucas failed to deliver on the promise of a Spider-Man trailer. We did receive that. Uh, for our listeners, Carter has a Spider-Man Funko Pop front and center, as well as wearing a Spider-Man shirt. Oh, yeah. It him. was entirely serendipitous. He's because we're going to open the show a little differently. We'll get we'll get to Maryland. We'll get to Ohio State. And we'll get to basketball. We're recording this on Wednesday night. So the game will be happening as we're recording. But uh, we wanted to open the show. I wanted to open the show. I should probably correct myself. Uh, talking about uh, my, my favorite lady, Miss Taylor Swift. And to talk with, talk with me, I, uh, Lucas's wife, Cassie, is on the show. Once again, Cassie, welcome. Thank you. Hope everyone's doing well and wearing their red. Oh, oh, trust me. Uh, you know, I know it all too well. <laughs> so uh, Taylor re-released her, her fourth studio album, Red, on Friday. It's part of her uh, fuck you to Scooter Braun and the hedge fund that owns the masters to her uh, original seven a studio album she recorded with Big Machine Records before they were sold. Uh, and, you know, with these, we've gotten a lot of, um, we've gotten some fun collaborations. We've gotten some bonus tracks. Uh, but I want to start, uh, Cassie, w- with this. I feel like Fearless, uh, the first album she re-recorded that came out earlier this year in May, I felt like was a pretty uh, close one-to-one recreation of, of the original album. You know, there weren't a lot of instrumentation changes. There weren't a lot of vocal inflection changes. Um, you know, besides her voice just being stronger as a result of her being older and being a, a, a better singer and more in tuned with her voice. Uh, but Red, I really feel like she made some, some different creative decisions. Uh, on on the original on the original release versus versus fearless. Yeah, I definitely. <clears throat> I mean, being somebody who is a late Swifty is what I'm calling myself. Um, <laughs> I just I just got into her ba- basically based on some of the tracks off of Lover, and then really loved Evermore and Folklore, and so now I'm I'm getting into these old songs that I previously didn't really listen to. Um, and I was listening to Red uh, prior to the release of Taylor's version, just because I wanted to get a vibe of what was going to be. Um, and then I feel like I I did notice that she made a lot of, like you said, creative decisions um, in her own way with Taylor's version. And I feel like that was probably a label decision that they, I think I even read somewhere, heard it somewhere, that r- the original Red was supposed to be very country still and she was the one who was pushing to make it more pop and I do feel like Taylor's version is a lot more poppy than the other one um and of course she definitely did I mean nothing new is a is a folk song if I ever heard one so I think she did a good job of mixing the genres like she now likes to do and it's not a clear pop or a clear country it's just Taylor right and and I think the the best example of what I'm talking about is on is on Girl at Home, 
which is uh, one of the bonus tracks on, on the original Red release. Uh, I honestly consider Girl at Home to be one of to be one of Taylor's weakest songs, just from a songwriting and instrumentation standpoint. But she did some interesting stuff uh, with the Taylor's version to kind of make it a little more poppy, and it sounds a little more authentic to her. Uh, obviously, we can't talk about Red. Um, and, you know, obviously there are other highlights. Um, I think The Last Time is one of my all-time favorite songs with her. And I think the re-recording is beautiful. Her, her and Gary Lightbody uh, really brought it. I felt like they both brought a big, stronger voice uh, to the re-recording where it kind of sounded a little more uh, melancholic. This one sounded like a couple in the process of kind of breaking up where the original recording was kind of like a couple who was already split. You know, it felt like that final blowout fight versus that like, versus that kind of reflection that I felt like the original recording was. And I thought that was great. Um, it definitely had like the like exile and Coney Island vibes to it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the original version has that too, but I think the re-recording kind of has a lot more, um, has a lot more vibrato, a lot more emotionality to it. And I think that's, I think that's owed to Taylor's voice being so much stronger now that she's older and kind of, it is kind of working with producers who understand her a little better. And I think Gary, Gary Lightbody, the lead singer of Snow Patrol kind of, kind of matched that energy. And it's, it's very, I think it's probably the song besides girl at home is probably the most improved um, from the original to, to Taylor's version. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, well, I think the most improved is all too well, just because we got more of it. I'm sure that's a, a straight a forward opinion. Everyone has. Yeah, I mean, Swifties are fucking insane. So have you heard, (laughs) um, have you heard what Swifties are saying online, what the scarf symbolizes? Yes. Okay. And I I Uh, think I agree. It makes sense. uh, Basically, Carter and Lucas, uh, Taylor Swift fans online believe that the scarf in question, you don't know what we're talking about because you've never heard the fucking song probably. I uh... am. Okay. So they mention uh, Swifties online believe that the scarf in question is her virginity. Essentially that Jake Gyllenhaal took her virginity and then dumped her. And that's why he still has it. Like that's the metaphor. Of- yeah. That's why he still has the scarf it, because he's always going to have her virginity. Cap- Captain America. I understood that reference. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I made Lucas uh, watch the video with me, the, the short film. And when the new song came out, the lyric video. So which shout out to uh, Dylan O'Brien, just like master gaslighter. I mean, just absolutely all time gaslighter in the all too all short film. I saw uh, it, too. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I was I was at my girlfriend's apartment with all her friends and they all gathered around to uh, watch the premiere of it. And they were all losing their minds. And I was just kind of there. <laughs> <laughs> it was well done, though. Yeah. I will yeah. I mean, it was it was well shot. It was well directed. I liked the <clears throat> I thought the I thought both Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien were, were pretty good. It, it uh, threw me off seeing Sadie Sink because, like, the last time I saw her was Stranger Things where she was, like, a teenager. 
or you know, like a kid, and then I see her in this, I'm like, huh, okay. That's like the whole thing, though. Yeah, I know, but it just was weird to see her for some reason. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Spartan Dog. No, like it's weird seeing all the Stranger Things kids now. Like they're all like grown. <laughs> Like, did you see the trailer for season four? I'm like, what grade are these guys supposed to fucking be in now? Like, I don't, <laughs> like, like, weren't they like seventh grade in season two? Like, wasn't that the last time like they actually went or season three? Like, weren't they in like seventh grade? I think so. Um, my favorite theory about the short film in and of itself for all too well would be that technically it could be nominated for an Oscar and that would just be the best. Fuck. Yes. Yes. Like that would be the best fuck you to Jake. And that would be so awesome. The fucking Taylor, Taylor, Taylor getting an EGOT because of a short (laughs) film she written and directed and not because of some song she wrote for the credits of a movie uh, would be fucking, would just be an unreal flex by her. Absolutely. That would be like, that would be 10 out of 10. Chef's kiss. Amazing. And it would make everyone forget about cats, which I don't think anyone needs any help forgetting about cats. <laughs> yeah. But... Let's, let's not remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I wanted to talk to you about, obviously there's a lot to dive into with all too. Well. I don't know how in depth we want to get, but real quick, I wanted to bring out nothing new again with Phoebe Bridgers because I found that to be one of the best new songs on here. Like probably in my opinion, only second to the 10 minute all too well. I really enjoyed that. And I thought there was a lot to like think about and dissect with it. No, it's a cool, um, it's a cool, it's a cool kind of study about like burnout and like the feeling, the feeling you get kind of growing older. Right. Because you know, like one lyric that particularly hit me was um, how can a person know everything at 18 and nothing at 22? That's my favorite lyric as well in there. It's very, it's very like striking. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh, that, that hit a little hard because I, I was like, kind of, I was like spinning out at 22 and I didn't know what to, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I was just kind of like, I was just kind of floating. So that kind of, I was like, oh, fuck, Taylor. You're lucky I'm on Prozac now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a a really good one. I I had a similar reaction. And then also, like, the whole aspect of, you know, her being in the media and being a famous person and a woman and how, like, when you're first on the scene, you're so popular and new and everyone loves you. And then, you know, you age and you slowly get taken out of the limelight. Right. And, and the bridge of, you know, like I'm going to meet her one day. It's a fever dream. Uh, you know, the kind of radiance you only get at 17. Yeah. And like, with just like the rise of Olivia Rodrigo in the last year, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Right. Yeah. And apparently there's another Olivia Rodrigo, um, Easter egg in the, um, uh, I bet you think about me music video. Because I, I guess some of the decoration on the wedding cake that she takes the big chunk out of, there's a tier that's got the new design of the red ring and also the old design. And apparently she gave the old design to Olivia Rodrigo. Oh. 
I didn't notice that. I, I guess I wasn't paying that much attention. I, th- I don't really, you know, like I kind of wish Chris Stapleton, cause I do really like Chris Stapleton. I wish he had a bigger role in that. Uh, in, in, I bet you think about me. Yeah. No, honestly, it like wasn't one of my favorite songs, but the fact that like Blake Lively directed the video and the video was like all my favorite colors, including red. I just like, I can't stop looking at it. I think it's so pretty. Yeah. Cassie, I think if we go any further on this, uh, we're going to lose Carter and Lucas forever. (laughs) So uh, we're going to peace out. Lucas is going to come back in. I'm going to go back into party and bullshit mode. Uh, If you ever want to talk about red further, Lucas has my number. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. Thanks for having me on guys. Yep. Oh, oh, I'm up. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Sorry. I'm back. I'm back. We're recording. I just, just got out from my nap. Good. Um, You know, you work so hard. I know you need, I know you need a little nappy poo. (laughs) Um, where do we want to start? So do you want to start with football or we want to talk about what's going on right now? Uh, let's start. Uh, it's 11 five right now. Yeah. Uh, under 16. Yeah. They're looking pretty good. Uh, size. Yeah. I, was that a foul on Malik? I don't have the sound out. Or was that, was that, did they call a block or a charge? Cause it looks like a block. Block or charge Rex Chapman. Yeah. Can we get Rex Chapman in here? No. Call it on him. Yeah. Dogs, bro. Yeah, that's on. Yeah, that's on Malik. Yeah, I'm watching on stream. Respect the delay. Oh, that's a weak. Okay. Um. So, how about we talk football? Let's do that. Okay. So, we won. I think a fairly relaxing game on Saturday afternoon. Well, evening, pretty much by the time that the game kicked off. Thank you, Fox. You suck, Fox. Fuck you. Four hours it took for that goddamn game. Um, score was... I don't know how Talia was throwing 16 intentional groundings. Fuck. I, I said this because I uh, I sat next to Mitch and Brett, and um, Brett and I sat next to each other, and I'm like, hey, verbal meme, uh, John Hamm, Talia Taglavoa, <clears throat> billboard behind him, intentional grounding. <laughs> That's a good visual meme. That's probably one of your best, honestly. Thank you. Uh, we won 40 to 21, um, a little, a little close at first. We were only up 13, seven after one and we were up 28, seven before Maryland just stormed down the field. We even missed it. Cause we weren't in the, we were going to the, uh, varsity club to uh, warm up for a little bit. Oh, nice flex. Yeah. Thank Sick you. Flex. No, no autographs, please. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're a better person than all of us because Brett got you into the varsity club. No, Mitch did. Oh, Mitch did. Mitch, Shout out Mitch. Yeah. Thank you again, Mitch. Um, one of his teach, one of his coworkers is a former Spartan football player. And, um, I, he, yeah, he just walked us in with his niece and we, uh, just, is, you know, is it cool? What yeah, does it look like cool. inside? It, you know, you check in downstairs, you get a bracelet, and then you walk upstairs, and there's uh, a bunch of seats. It's like a – the vibe kind of remind me of, like, you know, going to, like, your local UA, – not UAW. Um, 
like Knights of Columbus, like Knights of Columbus. Thank you. Um, a lot of tables, you know, TVs and like, you know, pictures of all the Spartan football teams of like all the decades, um, you know, private, not private, but, you know, very, very classy bathrooms. No, no pee troughs. Um, the troughs are the best part though. Yeah. You know, it, it felt like home when I, when I use a trough uh, and I'm walking out of the Michigan game. Um, oh God, I don't want to fucking see that. Sorry. They just, they just cut to the dream on, uh, Ugh. Anyway, um, bad time to look. So, you know, we missed it, but Maryland apparently just drove down the field right before half, like eighty yards in like five plays or some shit. Yeah, yeah I was did. watching. I was watching at a cigar bar with my parents, and my mom was like, "I can't take the smoke anymore. We got to go." <laughs> um, so, we were driving, and I saw in a bar on the ride home. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Maryland just scored." like what the fuck yeah like we got it from our seats and we were walking and we like heard a big oh and we got in the varsity club and they're like oh yeah maryland just walked down the field I'm like oh great um and I, now you know we we go back to the bend but don't break defense and it pretty much worked this whole game it it, it broke a tiny bit but i mean we all thought talia was gonna have like 500 yards and five touchdowns. He had 19 incompletions, 350 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. I think by his standards, a pr- pretty pedestrian day. Um, are we going to, are we going to move into compliment sandwich? Yeah, go for it. You got, you guys, you guys do it. I'm going to just sit here and chill. Uh, my first compliment is Kenneth Walker. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I don't know what more can be said about him. K9 for Heisman, but you know, he to to grind out through an obvious I don't I don't want to call it an injury, but to you know, it's it's clear that he wasn't a hundred percent, right? Yeah, um, at points. And he's still grinding it out, making big plays. He's out there doing what he needs to do in order to make his in order to make the team successful. And that's just the relentless mindset and the Spartan dog mentality, like personified. And a guy. And that's and I'm so happy to have Kenneth Walker on this team. Yeah. You gotta wonder what our record would be without him. At least at least four and f- at least six and four. At least. Yeah. Um Carter, what's your what's your first compliment? Mine's gonna go to the pass rush. Um I was listening to Locked On a couple days before the uh, game happened and uh, Sheehan was talking about the fact that Maryland doesn't really give up sacks. I think he said it was like a four, like 4% of the time. Yeah. They give up sacks. They're one of the yeah. best teams at protecting Talia. Um, and this team just consistently got after him. I don't know how many times they sacked him. I think it was only like one or two, um, but they were consistently getting pressure and they forced him into what seemed like four or five, uh, intentional grounding penalties and that was big time and that and anytime that you can generate a consistent pass rush like that especially against a an offensive line that obviously protects their quarterback really well that helps out your secondary that struggles um and that was a huge reason why maryland only scored one touchdown in the second half mm-hmm. so that's my first yeah so like that's my first compliment sandwich guys like Ponishu, drew beasley petrowski i know he got to, i think he had a sack um, we have guys that can really get to the quarterback, and we're going to need that next week. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> if we want next week. That's like yeah, a couple days, right? Yeah, it's still the next week of, of football, week twelve. Yeah, next, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not. We will, we'll we'll talk about when we preview the OSU game. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what what do you guys have next? I I don't have anything really. My my, I, I will say this. Uh, you know, the the pass rush was was I felt pretty effective, and uh, at points during the game, uh, but I. It just felt like there were a lot of times where they just straight up ran past Talia. Uh, you know, they weren't like like they just blew right by him, and they kind of allowed him extra time that he shouldn't have had um, at some points. And you know, that's fine when it's you know Talia t- when Talia only has one target he's throwing at. Yeah. But if you try that this, but if you blow by C.J. Stroud this Saturday, I don't care how much he struggled at points this season. Uh, he's going to make you pay for it. So I would like to see a little more discipline this Saturday from the pass rush. Although I feel like you're right, Carter, they were um, pretty good, especially going back and watching the the football in 60 on BTN this week of the game. But again, it's just, you know, it, the defense is just, I'm, I'm, I'm sorely, sorely unimpressed with this defense and you know i've made my feelings known so i don't have to i feel like i don't have to speak on it any further but uh that's all i'll say um yeah you know i mean it's it's worked up to this point except for one game you know where we couldn't stop purdue for some reason um i yeah i mean i i think (laughs) I think the mantra "bend but don't break" is going to have is going to be needed sorely for this game for this coming game. Like it's it's going to have to be bent all the way to its maximum bending potential, whatever this defense is. And I don't I don't know what I don't know what we're going to do. I I'm I I hear Sheehan and Kirby saying that we have a shot at this game, but it's like maybe I think ten percent chance to win. I. We just I don't think we have the horses to keep up with them. Huddle person mindset. Hey, I hope I'm fucking wrong. If if okay, I'm gonna make that's a, a pol- slick nick, that's a slick nick mindset right there, Fuck Lucas. Oh. oh wow. <laughs> okay, here's what I'm gonna do. If Ohio State, if we beat Ohio State, I'll do the Scott Bell book report. Oh, let's go. I okay. already said if we beat Ohio State, I'm joining Peach and Brett in the uh I'll, in the red cedar jump. I'll join you guys. I'll do that, and I'll pay for. I'll scrounge together the six six ninety nine, um, the six ninety nine for one month of Scott Bell's newsletter, and I'll do a book report. I'll do a. I'm not gonna. I'll do a a decent sized book report. I won't do just five hundred words. I'll do a very good one. So let me let me counter that energy with that. All right. Very good, Carter. What you got next? sure i haven't really pinpointed a really specific negative i mean i think the team played a pretty complete game for the most part i know there were a couple drives in the first half the defense overall didn't look good but in the second half they held them to seven points you know they got a couple turnovers they forced them out of field goal range they forced them into that tough field goal that the kid just completely shanked um 
I guess the only thing I want to say is like, I would much rather see Malik Carr as our starting tight end going forward because the guy who wears number 97 is not exactly doing it for me. You mean you know, the converted walk on punter? The converted walk on punter is not doing it for me over the uh, 6'5, 235 freak athlete. Um, I know how much they, you know, they've said, oh, he can't block or whatever. Dude, just throw him the ball. He's six foot five. He's bigger than like everybody on the field. Who cares about that stuff? So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I think that Malik Carr is going to have a breakout game on Saturday. That's kind of one of my predictions, I guess. Hmm. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I really hope they start doing my uh, proposed jumbo jumbo package of Malik Carr and Connor Hayward on the field at the same time. It's a great idea. You know, but what do I know? I'm not a, uh, I'm whatever the award is called semifinalist, like our drip King Jay Johnson is. Oh, oh the Broyles award. <laughs> yeah. The Broyle. Yeah. Our drip, our drip King. Oh, God. <laughs> I just, I just, it was so funny how last week I'm like, I don't want to fucking hear Jay Johnson masterclass again. And then like a day later, he's nominated for the Broyles award. <laughs> like, well, he, it, the, the, the outfit he's wearing in the graphic they made for so him good. is ridiculous. It looks like he was at a mental health institution. <laughs> they, they let him out for photo like he, duty. Like, oh, he's so wearing this gray ass. All he's missing is the grippy socks. He's wearing this gray ass outfit. Someone should Photoshop him in Ace Ventura when he's dancing in the uh, the pink tutu outside of the mental hospital. <laughs> hey, man, he's there to call tight end screens, not go to the Met Gala. It's true. <laughs> we should Photoshop him that on the Met Gala carpet like Kim uh, like <laughs> does with Adam Sandler. It printed preacher. <laughs> wow, Jay Johnson with a great fit at this year's Met Gala. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I had a pretty good time. I enjoyed the game. You know, like our defense, yeah, we're, we're going to have to fucking live with it. No matter what happens from here on out, we just – like macho man randy savage rest in peace said you might not like it but you gotta accept it um and uh do we just want to go into ohio state just start talking that game yeah okay um you guys go ahead i've said my little preview of what i think is going to happen my thoughts can be um summarized summarily okay zoink scoop <laughs> that's how i feel carter i'm not even scared at all i'm <laughs> feeling great i'm feeling great <laughs> yeah i'm feeling yeah you know what fear fear is a fear is a puddle person mindset i'm not fearful of them i just we've taken so many beatings at ohio state's hand that i'm just like okay you know it's gonna happen and i'm not gonna be mad only time I'd be mad is if we like legit blew a chance to win the game. Like if we lose 42 to 21, I'm not going to sit here and bitch. I'm just going to be like, yeah, we knew this was coming. Cause they are. As long as all three touchdowns are scored by Kenneth. Yes. As long as he has, that's like, what I want. As long as he has all of our yards and, and touchdowns, I'm good with it. Um, there is a path to victory. We have to, <sighs> And it's something. No, that- I 
I agree with you. I, I, I said it from the beginning of this season. This Ohio State team looks beatable. It's probably the most gettable Ohio State team since since Urban got there. Yes. Um, they are beatable. Um, but I don't know if our strengths play into their weaknesses necessarily. You know, we're so banged up in the secondary. If we could, if we can legit get to CJ Stroud and just not even sack him, but just like we did to Talia, put pressure on his ass, he'll turn the ball over. Yeah, Oregon, I mean he's a freshman. Oregon did that to perfection against him. Now Oregon has the number one draft pick in the NFL on their defensive line. So actually, he didn't even play that game. That's right. Um, but there is a blueprint, and I just don't know if Hazelton's defense has the the horses to do it, especially with how banged up our secondary is like Cal Halliday has to run out there and cover deep passes. No, I think, I think we are going to get, I, I do believe uh, the, the word on the streets uh, is that Chuck is going to be back. Um, you know, we'll have Ronald Williams and we'll have, I think Simeon Barrows coming back too. Wow. Uh, so I, I think, and Crouch will be back. Oh, we need Crouch big time. So we need I, Crouch or else we can't do anything. No, nope. right. So um, I think we'll be we'll be all right uh, in the in the long. I think we'll I think we'll be all right. I mean, honestly, like C.J. Stroud's a freshman. If if you make them, if you make freshman mistakes, um, he's gonna make freshman mistakes. If you can force his hand at that, I think that's gonna I think that's gonna help. You know, that's when Ohio State has looked the most vulnerable when C.J. Stroud has had to kind of create and kind of do stuff, do stuff that's not just hitting a wide open Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, or Jackson Spencer Jigba. Yeah. You know, so I think if I think if we're able to kind of get a little uh, get a little pressure on them. Uh, we have a chance to we have a chance to create some plays that that could ultimately make the difference. So I do agree. There's a path. It's a narrow path, um, and it's surrounded by fire and snakes and what have you. But you know, it's it the it a path does exist. What do you I agree? Yeah. What do you think are some keys to winning? Obviously, no, I wasn't going to be sarcastic, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, SD nailed it. I mean, we're going to struggle in the secondary because um, they have three first-round NFL receivers on their team, and there's just not a whole lot you can do um, with our defensive scheme currently, especially with the corners. Like, yeah, our, our pass defense is not good, um, and the scheme that we run is going to be something that they're going to be able to figure out and work through pretty easily. I mean – I think Ronald Williams will do a good job on whoever he has, but outside of that, I'm a little worried. Um, if we can stop their run game, that that that's gonna you know that's gonna have them like put the ball in Stroud's hands, and obviously that's a really good recipe to win for them. Um, right. For us, we do have to obviously get Kenneth Walker going, and he was our whole offense against Michigan. So I think that we're also going to need a little bit more help from. Thorne and those guys, like Reed, him and Reed will obviously do what they need to do, uh, and then Mosley will be fine. Somebody's got to step up. You know, somebody's yeah. got to step up in that number two spot, whether it's yeah. Mosley, whether it's Montori Foster, whether we see more Keon Coleman, 
Uh, it's got to be somebody, maybe more Malik Carr even, or if they use Walker out of the backfield. So it's it, – you're right, it is really tough, and we're like a 20-point underdog for a reason. It, yeah, it's like 18 or 18 to 20, depending on where you where you hit it. Yeah, but the thing is, is Tucker is going to have these guys ready to play. Tucker and the staff will make sure that this team does not flinch at a big, at a big team like this. Um, and I know that Ohio State, like SD said, like they're more likely to give you like a C plus game instead of an A game, you know, this year as opposed to years before. Right. Um, will they give you that? I don't know. Um, it's it's going to be tough. We're going to have to. We're going to have. The, I think the offensive line is a key. They're going to have to hold up. Ohio State's got some decent pass rushers, but they don't have like the Boses or the Chase Youngs this right. year. But they still got some decent guys, so you got to hold up that way. Yeah. The offensive line's got to open yeah. up holes. Yeah, I think I, I do think uh, one big thing in our favor is this Ohio State defense is not like Ohio State defenses in the past. They're obviously stout. They're loaded with talent, but they're a little younger, uh, you know, and they don't have they don't have they don't have studs on the in the in the trenches and in the secondary like they usually do. You know, they have talent. You know, Ohio State's never not going to have talent uh, yep. anywhere on the field. But I, I think especially in the secondary, um, there's some there's some there's some ground to be made. There's some ground to be made up there, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is a weird like I could see it being a weird game one way or another. Like, you know, we all thought <laughs> heading into the Michigan game that, oh, yeah, Cade's not going to do shit against us. You know, Haskins and Corum are going to beat us. We kicked the shit out of Haskins and Corum, and Cade almost kicked the shit out of us. And this could be one of those weird games where, like, you know, we just are clicking on all cylinders and catch them off guard. But I just don't see it unless – I mean, we're 9-1. and one, We're top 10. We're top 7. I don't think they're overlooking us. I mean, if we're up 14 nothing in this game, then it starts to trend like, okay, maybe they – just saw how shitty we can be on defense and we're like, oh yeah, we're good. You know, we can it, it like 2015, like no Connor Cook, no problem. Yeah. Urban, Urban Meyer decided not to play Zeke Elliott, you know, a ton for some weird reason. But anyway, um yeah, I I mean I just I think we're gonna compete. I don't think it's gonna be like a six seven scored blowout. If it is then that means probably Ohio State. That means Ohio State's on their A game, like one hundred percent. Like they have woken up fully. Um, you know they do their n- rushing defense numbers were kind of alarming, but like they weren't playing like the greatest competition. You know they weren't playing teams that were like super big time rushers. Like you know Indiana is not a big time rushing team. Nebraska kind of is with with Taylor Martin or Adrian Martinez. Yeah, yeah Adrian. I keep thinking of Taylor. Um, uh, but, you know, Taylor is kind of like, you know, a jack of all trades. You know, Oregon cooked them pretty hard. So the opportunity for Kenneth Walker to, I would say, not only secure his – I would say secure his invite to New York is, is on the table this week. If, I, think, I think he's got the invite. I think it's yeah. going to be – I think him I – think, I think Stroud, uh, um, and, uh, Bryce Young, and him are going to go. Yeah, I think it'll be those guys. Um, but I think, yeah, like as you said, K- 
Kenneth Walker is the best running back that Ohio State's going to see all year. And you could say that about any team because Kenneth Walker will be the best running back that any team sees all year because he's the best running back in the nation. I don't think there's really – I mean, I'm, I'm not taking any other names. Um, I could see this like – you know how we both, both teams' defenses have struggled? Uh, I could totally see this being a game where both defenses come to play and it could be like a lower scoring game, like a like a, each team gets about three touchdowns, has like a 24-21 type of game. I could see that entirely happen, honestly. Um, but our offense has hardly ever been held under 30 points or like has hardly been held under 30 this whole year. I think Nebraska was one of the only games in Indiana. I think that was it. And that was it, yeah. We scored, yeah. Well, we scored 29 at Purdue, but we'll round up and say. Oh, that's okay. In our wins, I guess. Yeah, we'll round up and say 30 for that one. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think we have the firepower on offense to do it, but, like, you know, I'm not going to bitch about Jay Johnson after this game unless, like, it was clear that the offense blew the opportunity to win the game. Like, you know, the defense did enough, but the offense just couldn't put the points up. Um, Oh, that would hurt. The offense has to play their best game of the year. I think that's Mm – evident i think that has to happen um we can't have a michigan game like Thorne did okay but yeah he had two picks and i can't really blame him for that second one because it was a tip ball and you know it's just completely chance that a dude caught it so i don't blame i think tipped interceptions shouldn't count against a quarterback but that's just me um when it's Mm -hmm. in our favor of course um so I, I'm not going to do a score prediction. I mean, I, I think we're going to go down, but I think we're just going to be – I think we're going to co- surprise a lot of people. We're going to cover 18, I think. I think we're going to cover 18 or 20, whatever the line ends at. I, I firmly believe we'll be that close. I don't think we win, but I also see us – I don't. I wouldn't be entirely surprised if we came out with a win. There's a path. There's a path. There's a path. I'm not giving up. I'm I'm gonna that my crow remember. I'll do the Scott Bell book report. So we'll be celebrating. No, I you know I think there's been a lot of talk from from both within the fan base and kind of from the national media that that you know that 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 we're playing with house money at this point. Yeah. Right. That we're not supposed to be here. No. Right. So the fact that we're even here is is enough of a win. And whatever happens from here on out is house money. Right. And this is going to foray us into the college football playoff rankings and Tucker's extension. Yes. That's fucking bullshit. Okay. We're nine and one for a reason. Not because we got lucky, not because we caught some breaks, not because uh, not because the refs handed us the Michigan game. Uh, because Mel Tucker came into this program uh, at one of the worst possible times in, in fucking world history to be a new coach at a program. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. I don't think, I don't think college athletics was, was at the point it's at now during the, during the Spanish flu. So I think I can, I think I can safely say, that no one is coming to a tougher situation than Tucker did at MSU. He came in late, uh, weeks before a global pandemic, and the work he's done in just two years to turn this roster from MAC level talent, who was 
who was getting programmed win hats after barely beating Rutgers. Oh, that's the low point right there. To, to being seventh in the college football rankings and having a Heisman, having a Heisman front runner. Finalist. It, yeah, of a Heisman front runner. I mean, if we're talking, if we're being honest with each other, I I agree with you, but I'm I'm nervous because like Alabama beat the shit out of like some D two squad, and they were like, oh man, Bryce Young just propelled himself to the front. I'm like, well, fucking Kenneth Walker could do that and rush for six touchdowns, and you'd say the same thing. Run for three hundred too. Yeah, no, I mean, and and the Heisman and the Heisman voters do do tend to favor do tend to favor quarterbacks. I yep. mean, if you look at the trends um, in the past 20 years, there have been way more quarterbacks who have won the Heisman than running backs. But the oh, yeah. season Walker is having, I mean, they've they've already, they've been comparing them to Mark Ingram and, and fucking Derrick Henry. So and they were the last two Heisman winners. And they were the last two running back Heisman winners. So, yep. you know, whatever. But the, precedent, I think the, the precedent is there. Yeah, Absolutely. I think the big I think the big thing people need to um, need to understand here is we're not lucky to be here. We're here because Tucker has this team bought in on the relentless mentality and the deep water. He has this team bought in, right? We yeah. deserve to be here. We are we're a not here. good team. We are a good football team. We have weaknesses. But I would argue outside of 2019, LSU, every football team has weaknesses. Yeah. Right? We, we even, this year's, even, this year, it, even this year's Georgia team has a, few, has a few holes. So I'm not – so we deserve to be here. This, you know, we're here because we're a good team. So, uh, so saying like, oh, we should just be lucky to be here. No, it's bullshit. Saying that we're, uh, saying that we're, you know, we should be blessed to, to get the Fiesta Bowl. No, fuck that, right? It's fucking bullshit. These fuck, this fucking meth head Gary Barta, bum. who fucking bum, who has nothing better to do, and to, fuck, to fucking sit there and go. It, it, if he truly believed, if him and the committee truly believed, right? And this is what I and a lot of Michigan State fans are pissed about. I don't. I don't want to talk. Talk to. Talk. I don't want to put words in your guys's mouth. But I feel like I. I. I speak for a lot of the MSU fan base when I say this. Right. I, I, I'm. I'm with you. We're not necessarily pissed that Michigan is ranked ahead of us. No, we, I'm not. We are pissed. No that the committee isn't following their own precedents that they've set, right? Because if you're using the same argument uh, as to why Michigan is ranked ahead of Michigan State, when you take away the game they've played, Michigan has looked like the more complete team. The same argument goes, the same argument goes in favor of Ohio State. So why is Oregon still ranked ahead of them? They have a similarly bad loss that we do. Uh, they've looked way less consistent than Ohio State has since they've played. There's no, there's no, there's no consistency in the reasoning. No, I like I couldn't. I didn't watch it, but I watched the video, and he's like, "Well, you know, if you just don't watch the games, and you can see that Michigan State is not as good of a team." Like, 
Larry then David. why play the fucking games? Larry, why even bother? Larry David, shut up, okay? Shut the fuck up. Um, that's what I don't like. If you're going to put them above us, I'm fine with it, by the way, because it's recency bias. They have won two in a row, and we've only won one in a row. And, you know, we're basically going like this the whole season. So I don't – yeah, I don't, I'm not upset with it, but – um. I'm I'm gonna be really fucking annoyed. I'm upset at the inconsistency. Yeah, you uh, like I heard on uh, like Graham Couch has said the the ranking is fine, but you, the explanation needs to be much better. It needs to be consistent and concise. If they swapped Ohio State and Oregon, this all goes away. Yeah, all this criticism goes away because yeah. you have because you have precedent. Right, there's a, there's a shot they match back up and the college football playoff and they can prove who is truly better then good. You know, I want to see that, but like, I, I think, I mean, do I think we should be ranked six? Yes, I do. But am I upset that we're one below them? No, doesn't bother me because we still control our own destiny. If we went out, what if we went out, huh? What if we was going to remember all the games before? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've already told Cassie if we went out, I'm going to Indy. Like, there's you're not going to stop me. Um, <laughs> I told my parents. I, I I told my parents. I I told my parents. I told my boss. Whoever bowl they make this year, where I'm going to, so they can come or they cannot. I don't care. I'd love to. I have that whole week and a half off, like from Christmas to New Year's, and I really could drive to a bowl game. I'm I'm really tempted to do it. So I'll, I'll pick some people up and we'll have a road trip. <laughs> I, okay. I, I don't personally have an issue with Michigan being ranked above us. I just hate. And it's like, I know that Michigan fans will say, Oh, there's no blue wall. Yeah, there is. And that was the very clearest example of it right there was that they said, if you take away the fact that Michigan state beat Michigan, that that's the whole case. And it's like, you can't remove that. That's kind of a huge factor when you need to figure out something that in order to rank a team above. Especially another. when you're especially when you're not removing it when you're ranking Oregon above Ohio State. Exactly. And it's like it's if very we're being real since that game since that Oregon game, Ohio State has been the second best team in the country. I mean, if yep. we're being if we're keeping it a buck, I mean yeah. Alabama's only two, so they can justify putting Alabama at four when they lose to Georgia in the SEC championship. It's, it's gonna fucking happen. They're gonna be eleven and two and get in. Alabama's getting that four. That's yeah. that's what it's gonna come down to. And if you don't at Money. this point, based on how inconsistent the committee is, you're you're fucking full of shit. And when that happens, and you know what? A lot of you who want expansion should be hoping that it happens because that's your best chance at expansion, right? Is they, is they pull some shenanigans like giving Michigan the Rose bowl over Michigan state, despite winning head to head. And they put a two loss Alabama team in the playoff over an undefeated Cincinnati or a uh, one loss conference champion, uh, Oregon. I think, I think Oregon's getting in, um, I think I think a twelve and one Oregon team's getting in, but I mean, yeah, yeah they they very well could. Uh, our our only hope is Auburn at this point. 
That's our Arkansas, only hope. Arkansas might do. Arkansas has has a chance. They, they have the firepower, but I don't think they have the coaching. <laughs> I, hey, I don't trust Sam Pittman. He's easy on my boy. I, he's a large king, so I'll have a soft spot for him, but I, I I don't have faith in him to do it. Now the only thing that gives me hope that Auburn could do it is that Bo Nix is out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love Bo Nix. No, I'm if we're keeping if we're keeping it a buck. <laughs> Um, Bo Nix being out is is probably the greatest uh, is probably going to be the greatest case study for Bill Simmons Ewing theory since Patrick Ewing. What what do you think it would take? So say Alabama's eleven and one, and say they lose to Georgia, it's not going to happen. Say they lose fifty six nothing. Do you think the playoff committee would go? Ooh, we're dumping you to five. Is the option is the option putting in is the option putting in the undefeated Cincinnati? Because yeah. I think if they have to choose between a two-loss Alabama and undefeated Cincinnati, they're choosing two-loss Alabama as that fourth team. Yeah. yeah, Cincinnati like, is going to get fucked up. I mean, it would it would have to be an utter, utter, utter curb stomping. The like fifty-six nothing or something. The fifty-six nothing scenario, I could see, I could see, I could see that being the, I could see that kind of tipping the scales to the point where. They they can't make it happen, but it, if Alabama loses the SEC championship by two touchdowns or less, and that's their second loss, they're they're making the playoff. Do you think it's the same? Um, do you think it's the same like guidelines for the playoff committee that it is the NCAA tournament committee? Like they just look at like the first half of the championship game, and that's all they need to see. Well, no, because I think. Oh yeah, I I think. I think that the the two committees the two committees decide differently because there's a lot different um there's a lot different right where the NCAA committee has 68 spots to fill right or or 38 I guess once you get rid of all the automatic qualifiers right the committee mm-hmm. just has four and I think TV I think the TV money holds a lot more influence over the football committee's decision than the, than the basketball committees. Right. Right. Because, because ultimately like it's, you can give Duke an easier path to the final four, but that doesn't necessarily guarantee they're going to make it. No. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of where, I think that's where the committees differ like I do think the 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 seating of, of the of the NCAA of the basketball committee is is head scratching at times, but I mean, I mean you look at the I mean the football committee is just inconsistent, right? Yeah, they're terrible. It, like I I honestly think I honestly think we should just it should just be eight people until the selection Sunday. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we need the top 25 rankings until selection Sunday. And the only reason they do it is because they did it for the BCS. Um, but it's just the, the committee ranking, it, I think is a net negative, honestly. It is. It's horrible. So do we want to talk uh, the bag that our, yes. bo- our, our boy coach Mel Tucker is going to secure any day now? Yeah. Yeah. Reportedly. Um, so if, if you've been sleeping under a rock for the last, I think, what, four or five hours, 
I was at work and then like I checked our group chats and I'm like, I fucking missed something here. So I had to like dig through all the reporter tweets. Um, Mel Tucker is on the verge of signing. I think it's pretty much, it's, it's a done deal. I mean, everyone's reporting it. Nine or excuse gotta me. Have go ahead. Go ahead, Carter. No, I was just going to say, we just got to wait for the ink to dry. Yep. I think is the case. 10 years, $95 million. Big boy money. MSU is a big boy football program. We have the money. We called up Ishbia. We called up, um, who was the other guy? Steve. Steve St. Andre. Steve St. Andre. Thank you. Not Dan Gilbert. Not Dan Gilbert. Bitch. Um, Please, please don't. Sorry, Dan Gilbert. Please donate to basketball. Um, Please donate to basketball. We, yeah, Mel Tucker secured the bag. He's the highest paid African-American coach in all sports. And obviously one of the top paid coaches in all sports. Um, I'm, I'm so happy we're getting this done. And I'm so happy that the Michigan fans are just pissing and shitting their pants and their diapers all over this. First, it was Mel Tucker overpaid for a five and seven coach from Colorado. One year as a head coach to, oh, wow. You know, he's going to leave for LSU. You can't pay him. You can't afford him now. To, oh, shit. Well, you just paid for two wins over Michigan. That's all you're getting. Ha, ha, ha. And what about, and what about the faculty? What yeah. about the academic faculty? Don't care. What, what, about, what about the swim and dive teams? I mean. Cares bottom text. <laughs> the, the Red Cedars right there. I mean, Brett says it best. If you want the swim team to survive, just mark off the Red Cedar, fish out that kid that's been missing, and just fucking get after it. Um, yeah, I, we don't know the details yet, do we? It's just basically we know the years and the money, right? Yeah, that's yeah. all. So I'm sure there's going to be incentives that can bump it up to more, or maybe it is incentives that bump it up to 95 million. That's probably that's probably the full value of the contract. Yeah, it's probably more like an up NFL. To 95 million. Right. I'm sure the base salary of what eight, eight point five million. Yeah. I, I'd yep. be really I, I'd be really interested to see uh what the buyout number is and how the buyout and how the buyout co- and how the buyout is structured. Oh man, yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> I, I would like to see Tom Allen numbers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you want Tom Allen? Pay us 35 million, bitch. <laughs> it's probably gonna be something batshit crazy off the start. Like, what is isn't Jimbo Fisher's buyout like a hundred million? Or yeah, that's only if they, that's ridiculous. only if they that's only if they fire him. If he leaves, uh, Jimbo owes Jimbo owes them nothing, and the school that hires him owes A and M nothing. That con- his contract is fully guaranteed, so he gets that money whether he stays the the length of the contract or he gets fired. One of my favorite things about about uh, college football is coaches bag wars coaches contracts whether it's like they you know whether it's like coach stinks and it's fun to laugh at them when they suck uh and they have to take pay cuts like and <laughs> yeah yeah sorry i'm reading the jimbo fisher extension <laughs> he's making seven and a half million this year and if he is fired without cause on december 1st he's owed 95.6 million <laughs> mm. 
That'd be awesome. <laughs> Gee, uh, I didn't do that well. Mm. Oh, I'm just going to completely shit the bed at my job. Oh, man, I hope they fire me. Um, sorry, I just, I, I could not believe that number. Um, I just want to address that, you know, this makes me even more annoyed with Antonio in a way because it shows the money was always there to upgrade things. And I'm not going to say Mel Tucker is an upgraded a coach until he matches or tops what D'Antonio did. Um, he can get very, he can get closer if we, he coaches a Heisman winner in his second year and he can get close. If he gets, if he gets a college football playoff, he's pretty, pretty, pretty fucking close. Um, I'm not ready to do that yet, but I'm very happy that he's committing to this now. Do, do I really think he's going to stay all 10 years? I I think he can, but who know who knows what's going to happen with the other schools that he's coached at. So um but for now, you know, we can say suck at LSU. They're probably going to they're probably going to go get Lincoln Riley. With that money, with that money, honestly, uh the the only school I the only school I'd be worried about is Alabama. I mean, I don't think they will hire him as head coach. Well, cuz he's black. Wow, that's a lot of dead air. <laughs> oh, I got, I got muted. Sorry. Um, well, no, no. I mean, well, you got I muted, think, but you were still shaking your head. Yes, I, I, I'm not racist. Um, I, I no, think I'm Dabo not saying you're racist. I'm coach. saying, I'm saying Alabama is racist. They are like, who would want to go? The, the second you lose one game, you're not supposed to. It's the Hulk Hogan meme. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. all over. Um. Like I think, like I've said, Dabo is destined to be the head coach of Alabama. That is my prediction that will hold for years to come. Um, but we have the big boy money, and Michigan fans can sit there like that one. I don't know. I'm not even going to put, put the accounting to give them clout. Nope. They were like, you know, where they're finally paying for for um, for big boy money. Now they can't. Okay, I have the tweet. MSU promoting itself, trying to get the big boy, trying to get to the big boy table implies they are at the kids table tough day for the not little brother argument what a fucking stupid ass tweet what a fucking dumb person that is to tweet that we've been at the big boy table we're a top 20 all-time program that's big boy and if mel tucker can do eight and nine and one or you know and get beyond that over his 10 years consistent enough um Oh, sorry. Uh, Joey Hauser just missed another shot. I, I would like uh, Joey Hauser make a make a basket challenge. Joey Hauser, get him out. Get him the hell out. Yeah, get him out. Um, no more whites. I'm sick of having whites on my basketball team. Antonio Brown tweet. No more. No more white uh, forwards. Twenty twenty one. Um, we 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 are i'm just saying that i think we're here to play with the big guys and i bet valparaiso would pass hauser the ball more and and involve him more oh my god whoa that tweet made me angry also hauser just made another three oh this is not good um sloppy asking i think we'll win but um so yeah i'm just i'm ecstatic that this is happening um deserved and it shows that we're, we're we're for real and you know, I got nervous when I saw the tweets about presidents, the rumors, I think they were bullshit, that President Stanley was in the way and said he didn't want him to make that much money. 
And I'm like, oh fuck, if 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 Mel gets pissed at Stanley for this. Yeah, nobody, yeah, those were those were board of trustee members who uh who wanted Stanley gone and used that stupid penis Rico as, as a puppet. Yeah. Uh, because everyone everyone needs to be the first to the scoop. So so you know, trustees just go to war with each just go to fucking war with each other. Right. I I figured it wasn't true, but it reminded me of what McPherson did with Saban. And Saban even wanted to come back and say and McPherson said, Go to hell, asshole bitch. Like that's it, it just gave me a little shiver down the spine. But anyway, um Mel Tucker's extension. It's it, it's a great sign for our future. Any president that hires Alan Holler as AD isn't gonna tell, uh, isn't gonna tell Mel Tucker to go to hell, asshole, bitch. No, so. no. And Al Holler, fucking phenomenal job securing him. You you saved our football program for ten years, in my opinion, for ten more years. Um, you, any uh, go ahead, Carter. Okay. Um, everything's looking up with MSU football right now. If you told us like two years ago when everything sucked that <laughs> Michigan State football was going to have us riding this euphoric high in 2021, like it, it, it we're, we, we control our own destiny for the college football playoff. I'd laugh at that. Um, our recruiting is really good and is only going to get better. I would still laugh at that. Like we're in the mix with, <laughs> with like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, A&M. Like we're in there with, for kids like that. Yeah. Um, what else? We, I mean, we just have so much money. We have so much money that we can throw at anything. There's no such thing as an overpay because, like, we just have this 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 abundance of wealth. Our no, we're not. We're not overpaying for for Tucker. No. Uh, we're resetting the market. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's it's like uh, it's like Stafford's contract. I think you were going there, Carter. I just, I just wanted to beat you to the punch. Uh, it, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, have, if you want to keep, if you want to keep a top, if you want to keep a top talent, you have to reset the market, yep. and that causes a cascading effect where teams who have other top talents have to have to compensate their coaches differently. You know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Our quarterback has a burger. A burger. <laughs> a burger. The Wait, Peyton, I, hear- I will say. The Peyton Thorn burger is very good. I enjoy egg on burgers, just my own opinion. And pretzel buns. And pretzel buns are fantastic. Pretzel no veggies on good. the burger. No veggies ruining the burger. Just that's my quarterback right there. I I can't wrap my head around an egg on a burger. Um, it's delicious, man. So I'm going to decline it. I'm very picky and want to eat. So I'm just going to eat like a little kid. Um but make sure, did you wear any sweatpants of any kind at Hopcat? I went to the pickup window, but I did wear sweatpants because, like, that's 90% <laughs> of my wardrobe. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, our, our, uh, our friend James. I actually <laughs> met him. Uh, I, met, I met Tara and James. So Tara is a very, very sweet person. Um, anyway, so... Before we get out of here, what are your thoughts on the Spider-Man trailer? What what did we think? They didn't the, give me what I want. One of the most insane <laughs> trailer edits I think I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that that final shot. I, yeah. I mean, the Brazilian cut, I mean, like, uh, bringing this podcast full circle, 
uh, a lot of people believe Taylor Swift doesn't do anything unintentionally. Like leaving, letting that shot go a little longer in a Brazilian trailer where Lizard just gets his shit wrecked by air. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> they might as well have had like two black bars like, <laughs> over it and they would have wrote like, not Tobey Maguire, not Andrew Garfield. You, you they could have done, done one of my shitty Snapchat photoshops. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm watching you know the trailer. Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead, guys. It's a visual. This is a this is a go visual ahead. joke. This is a visual joke, so nobody will get it. But you know that meme face we use? That's like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. The yeah, the <laughs> upward smiling face. It uh, it's like uh, this this one's for Lucas. It's like the it's like Poochie when he goes back to his home planet. They just lift the frames. <laughs> I have like, to go back to my home planet now. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, what... Poochie died on his way home. <laughs> yeah, Poochie died on the Poochie died on his no way home. <laughs> I, I thought it was a good trailer. It gets me hyped. I mean, am I gonna see it? A fucking course. Yep. Um, I just I wanted to see Toby and Andrew. I I I I heard there was a cut of the trailer. Well, this was before they said they weren't in any of the five trailers they had ready to roll. I heard there was a cut that was like okay, they're coming, you need help. And you see like two sets of footprints and their themes play over each other. And I'm like, oh my God, you're going to get every theater in America that sees that to like shit, piss and come at the same time. Like I cried at the Obama trailer. (laughs) (laughs) I cried at the Spider-Man trailer. Obama was there. My daughter did Milwaukee. the Ruth Conda forever. Uh, oh, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, asked a waiter, did you hear about the Spider-Man trailer? <laughs> That's my favorite tweet ever. It's like, so good. Thought, thought he'd cry. Thought he would, thought he was, thought he would cry. <laughs> just the uh, Milwaukee. Um, I just wanted a little tease of them. I mean, yeah, we kind of got it since we could decipher the editing. And um, this is a bold proclamation, but that hand reaching out to MJ is totally Garfield, right? It's Garfield. Yeah, I mean, look. It's redemption. It's redemption. He didn't save Gwen, so he's saving MJ. He was, man, I I told a a coworker about that scene because he hadn't watched Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm like, well, it's not the greatest scene. She falls to her, she falls and like, he shoots his web and it gets her, but then it doesn't get her. And she just, her head hits the floor and she's dead. Like it's kind of a, kind of a bummer of a scene. Like it's really depressing to watch. Um, Okay. So do we think the sinister six in this movie are the obvious Sandman, Lizard, Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Electro. And is that, you think it's Ned Hobgoblin? It's probably Venom. Like I said, yeah, like we, we were talking last night. It, I think it's Venom. It it lines up too well with the credit scene of Venom. What if what if it's not Toby and Andrew, but it's oh, fucking Venom? It's both who's, Venoms. No, it's what Venom. Cobra Grace and uh, Tom Hardy Venom fighting. <laughs> or it's like or it's like Dane DeHaan Green Goblin. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> it's Franco and uh, it's Franco and Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, I think. Franco... Or they, uh, or they, or they animate in uh, John Mulaney's Spider Ham. <laughs> Oh, that'd be awesome, actually. It's just fucking Spider-Ham. It's John Mulaney and Tom Holland and fucking Tom Hardy fighting the Sinister Six. (laughs) I think James Franco got left on read if he tried to call Disney. Um, I think that's a pretty pretty fair assumption to to make. Um, I'm pretty happy to see Garfield and Toby back. I mean, look, there's going to be someone listening to this doing the old Doyle, like, drive off the cliff, like, oh, Toby and Andrew aren't in it. You haven't seen them yet. Look, okay. I wish I didn't make the Scott Bell book report bet on that because, hmm, what could I do? What could kind of bet could I do if Toby and Andrew aren't in this movie? I mean, I'm going to win. I gotta it's, think. So, it's so obvious. Like, it's, I just it's don't. the most obvious thing in the world. Like, right? that Brazilian trailer wasn't a mistake. Like, <laughs> I showed I showed a guy at work and it just like boom like no one's getting punched by air man like that's that's fucking Toby or Andrew like there's no doubt about it um I liked what they did with Electro he looks way better yeah it's gonna be a great addition he looks, I'd like to he looks see I'd like, like to a, see how they I'd like to see how they explain that like if it's the the amazing like I'd like to see how they change that I'm guessing they're gonna use the variant like Loki I think I think they're gonna tie in what happened with Loki. Oh. Um, I could see that. Like he is Electro, but he's from a variant of the universe. And Andrew Garfield would be like, I recognize him. His name's Max, whatever. Max Electro. Max Electro. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Max, Max Electro. Max Electro. Um, and then you know, I think Sandman's probably going to be the same. Uh, and Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin costume looks a little different, but I think that's just like they kind of want to update it and say fuck it. Um, did you notice the stab wound in his in his abdomen? Yeah, no, I, I did notice I that. I didn't notice that. Yeah, like if you look closely, Trevor, um, Trevor, our, our blueprint Trev, um, <laughs> texted it to me. He's like, "Look at this," and I realized, like, "Holy shit!" There's a stab wound in his abdomen. That's sick. As that's that's pretty twisted. That's, that's really, sick. That's pretty damaged. That's twisted. <laughs> yeah, damaged. Um, what do we? Okay, I, I, we're gonna end it very soon, but I just want to get this out. Who do you think dies? Because they said one of the big characters dies. I think Ned's gonna die. Yeah, Ned. Ned's a goner. Wow. I don't think you kill MJ. Ned's a goner. Yeah, you can't do that because that's like a repeat of the Garfield movies. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, maybe now, now. Maybe Aunt May. That's what I was thinking, but I was like, yeah. Marissa Tomei is too hot to die. Correct. That can't happen. I won't allow it. Doc Ock has her like in his tentacles. He just does a Larry David like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did see there's a uh, insider that I follow who's been right on a couple things, and he does a lot of speculation. And this one, I just want to happen because the tickets are going on sale next Monday, S- Cyber Monday. They're going on sale. Spider Monday. Spider. It's Monday. not Cyber Monday. It's Spider Monday. Well, shop local on Cyber Monday, but shop at your theater for Spider Monday. Um, and I don't care, but, um, see, he's saying that there's a possibility that another trailer could come or at least a little snippet on the 28th that shows Andrew and Toby. 
and they're like they're they're tempted to do that right before tickets go on sale because then that would probably guarantee even more people coming to the movie that would i think that depends on whether or not emu pascal and avi Arred uh escape from the escape from the prison kevin feige has them locked them locked in like uh, to prevent them from doing that like homer trying to escape the power plant to go to the duff brewery for the day yeah, he has he had, Kevin Feige is just standing over a hole with Amy Pascal and Av, and Avi Arred in it. <laughs> like so, Buffalo Bill. Would you fuck would you fuck my hat? I'd fuck my hat. <laughs> it puts the lotion in the hat or it gets the hose again. <laughs> um Yeah, I, I'm glad they're releasing this in a month. It's a month from today. Um I'm really happy, like because you know we were all like shit this could get delayed and disney's moved every movie back after this but i think they realized they got to do this like they this is so important for the next phase of marvel that like it's got to come and i think they're going to try to wipe the stench of eternals off their off their plate um i went did you guys see it i did i did what do you what do you think i thought it was okay too much exposition way too much way too much time way too much time in babylon way too much time in techno techno clatan yeah whatever way too much way too much time in the past i'm sorry i wanted more of that richard madden you know how many you know how many you know how like lucas you might relate to this more than carter uh you know when you have a meeting at work and you leave the meeting and you're like that could have been a fucking email oh yeah every day yeah it's like that could have been like they could have covered all of the all of like the past all of the flashback stuff yeah with that conversation between kit harrington and Gemma chain and like it this could have been better as a miniseries on disney plus i agree the the two ways to do it were to be like you have two hours and 15 minutes that's it figure it out (laughs) or we're gonna make this a miniseries (laughs) Chloe, look, we love you. Figure it out. We're not yeah. giving you three hours, oh, two hours and 40 minutes. Chloe, listen, days. we love how you had Francis McDormand shit in a bucket. But oh. <laughs> I'll never get that out of my head. Um, I I enjoyed the post, the mid and post credit scenes more than the movie, if I'm honest. Yep. Like Harry Styles, spoiler alert, you know. And Pat Harry's- Oswalt, shout out to our boy. Is it bad that I'm like looking at Harry Styles? I'm like, who is that? Is am, is that age me a little bit? It yeah. ages you, yeah. I mean, like I Harry know St- him, but like I just, I just kind of had one of those moments, you know. Like, I I'm, mean, he's probably he's probably one of the biggest male artists in the world right now. So I should know him from Dunkirk. Um, I don't know what I did, but like, yeah. I'm, I, I mean, that's what you should. I, honestly, that's what you should have known him from. Uh, that's very. Uh, I'm taking away your Chris Nolan fan club card. Like I'm sitting there with Cassie. I'm like, who the fuck? Cause she's just like, whoa. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? She's like, uh, that's Harry Styles. You fucking idiot. <laughs> she didn't say that, but she pretty much did with her eyes. And um, yeah. Patton Oswalt as Pip. Yeah. Pip the elf or whatever the troll or. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's a Titan. He's Thanos' brother. He's an eternal. You know what? If my brother was Harry Styles, I'd be pretty pissed off too. So <laughs> I kind of get where Thanos is coming from a well, little bit. Thanos was like the runt of his family too. So it makes sense even more in, in the comics. Canonically Thanos is a mutant. Yeah. Um, 
And then obviously the big, I think the big one um, that we get is, you know, Kit Harrington has ended up being the black Knight and he has the sword. And then all of a sudden we hear a voice say, be careful with that. And it's none other than a King hurt Mahershala Ali being blade. And I about shit my pants when I heard that. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I'm very excited. Yeah. And last thing before we go, he was supposed to be seen on screen, but they didn't finish his costume because the movie's about to start filming. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're about, we're, we're about to start the second half of the Butler MSU game. My quick impressions, a lot of turnovers and missed shots. We should be blowing the fuck out of these guys. And we're not, that makes me MSU basketball, baby. Catch the fever. Catch the fever. Yeah. Turnovers and weird fouls. It's our brand. Um, all right, I want to. I'll thank my wife again for coming on the pod and uh, talking Taylor Swift with with my boy SD. Um, I'm sure in about what four to six months we'll be back here talking about 1989 or uh, Speak Now. Speak Now is next. Did I'm you call my? Sh- no, I'm calling my shot though. I think Speak I think, Now. I think Cassie said Speak Now. She thinks is coming next too. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's around, I think the orders. I think the order is going to be speak now, reputation, 1989, and then her self-titled. You think she's going to save that for last? Yeah, because the the way she's doing it is she go is she's going by like popularity. So like so like uh wildest dreams like blew up as a trend on TikTok. So she was like, all right, I'm just gonna release wildest dreams as a single. <laughs> hmm. So <laughs> So uh, that's so that so that's kind of why I think Speak Now is next because there's been a lot of TikTok trends using Speak Now songs. Yeah. Okay. You know Taylor Taylor's Taylor's tapped in, man. She's tapped into the culture. Well, I I support her. Um, I like Jake Gyllenhaal still, but I get why people hate him. So he's a groomer. Yep. I mean, it's not good look for him, but you know. But she Taylor was never good at jokes, but the punchline goes: she gets older. And her lovers stay stay her age. And his lovers stay her age. Do you know how old Jake Gyllenhaal's current girlfriend is? Probably twenty, like twenty, twenty five. Wow. Was he you know, forty Jake Gyllenhaal's forty. He's forty. He's a man. He's forty. He's forty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of creepy. Like, I, I get, I get why people are at mad at him. I, I, I understand. If Jake Gyllenhaal, if Jake Gyllenhaal was famous in the seventies, he definitely would have taken a trip to Little Saint James. <laughs> uh, um, so we'll end it on that, and I'm sure we'll be back with Cassie talking about the next T Swift uh, remaster, re redo, whatever you want to call it, um, reimagining. I think is a better word. Um, Taylor's version. Taylor's version. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's her true voice and and music. Um, second half's kicking off or tipping off. So, fellas, we're gonna go. Um, let's let's hope for a win on Saturday. Let's let's do it. Um, fellas, go green, go white, go white. <laughs>